Chris, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I, I've been a fan of your work on screen until I realized that for the longest time I've been a fan of your work, the work that you've done off screen. I just think for the, for the benefit of, of, of everyone who you know, have the opportunity to see this, how did all of that begin for you? Well, the acting thing was, was really like a big surprise for me mm -hmm. uh, because it, it was never what I wanted to do. Mm. I, I, I mean, growing up, I, I, I never thought of myself as, I never thought I'd want to be an actor one day. Yeah. I, I only ever wanted to be a writer. Amazing. And um, initially, I didn't know what I wanted to write. Oh, I just knew that I was going to be some kind of a writer. And uh, one day, uh, late in 2003, I was watching, I was watching uh, Take Five, mm. uh, the show Take Five, and I, I saw my favorite writer at the time, mm. uh, Christian Blomkamp, who was, uh, who, who's, whose name I saw on Generations like almost every day. Yeah. And um, in the interview, they asked him, uh, what one needed to have studied in order to be a writer. And, and Christian said, you don't really need to have studied anything because it's either you are a writer or you're not. Absolutely. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so he says, uh, he said that uh, he just went to this uh, generation script department mm. and he, you know, he asked them uh, if he could come on board as a writer. And they gave him a script test. And he says he wrote the script test and he passed it, and that's how he got the job. Amazing. So I thought to myself, hey, I consider myself a writer, and you know, if that's all you need to do to get the job, then I can do that too. And by that time, I was in, I was living in Durban. And mm. I, was, I wasn't doing anything really. I didn't have a job. Just, you know, uh, struggling. And that's when I decided to come back to Joburg. Yeah. And uh, and just look for the generations offices script mm. department and uh, I went to the SAPC uh, because that was easier to find I thought I thought the script department was at, at, at the SAPC yeah and when I got there I realized that no it wasn't it wasn't there and I had no idea where it was mm. they tried to tell me but I didn't even know my way around the place so I and then I thought you know since I'm here and you know they they do have ECT here why not just try there mm. you know and um so I went to the reception and they gave me an, a number to dial, like a four-digit number, because I was inside the building. So I dialed the number and I spoke to the uh, uh, script coordinator, mm -hmm. who was uh, Winnie Siriti, who's now the executive producer of Skimsam. And she said, uh, okay, because it was the 24th of November yeah. in 2003, so they were about to close for the festive season. And she said, rather just come next year you know, because we are about to close. Even if you write the test, we'll, we'll only ever look at it the next year. year. Yeah, in the following year. So that was a bit of a bummer for me because I was like, okay, now where am I going to stay? Mm -hmm. You know, I have to go back to Durban. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, it's only two months, so let me just hang around, uh, around Joburg until they open. Something said to me, I'm, I was going to get the job, yeah. you know, even though I had never seen a script prior to that. Yeah. You know, I just had an idea of how you write dialogue. Mm. So, but luckily when they, when they give you that test, there's a sample, like mm. there's a script sample. So, you know, I, I wrote my, my test based on that. Mm. 
And um, eventually, two months later, uh, they called me and mm -hmm. they said I had to come to the, to the uh, Isidingo uh, script, script department. And I went there and they said, well, you're one of us now. So, and that was huge for me. That was, uh, I, I can't tell you, uh, I can't tell you, uh, can't describe that feeling. And, and I, I thought that was it, you know, that was the end of my struggles, um, but it wasn't. So, I mean, leading up to, to you kind of securing that opportunity with Isidingo, everything had been new to you. You get to one place, you go from A to B, B is new. Yeah. From B to C, C. And every yeah. time you get to the next thing, you think it's the thing until, oh my gosh, I need to go through another gate yeah. to get to the next opportunity. What do you think the thing is that blocks people who are trying to enter the industry from really understanding that the reality of it? like how it works. Yeah, what right? do you think is the thing that really confuses them? I, I don't know. So for me, I, I came from a, from a, I wanna say like a disadvantaged background. Because yeah. I lived in, I lived in, in, in a township called Moslagin and yes. Lanfontein and, and we didn't have like TV people there. So I, I mean, I, I remember when, when, I, when I finally got the when I got the job, yeah. the Isitingo job, and I went back to the people I knew, and yeah. I kept going to people and saying, I, I, I need a computer, mm. if you can. I got a job on Isitingo, and nobody believed me. Mm. Because for, for them, it's, it's like a... Different it, it's, world. It's almost it's like the SAPC is, is, is overseas. Yeah. I think the, the biggest pity about the whole thing is that I'm thinking if I came, I came from there. Mm. There are a lot of other people who are talented Absolutely. there, but you know, they will never get to where yeah. they are because they are not exposed to, you know, to, to TV, opportunities. As a, to, yeah. to, to, to opportunities, Absolutely. yeah. So, so you'll find that there's a, a brilliant writer out mm. there who's just, has no idea where to go. And that's why I try when people, when people contact me on, on social media, you know, I try to reply and mm. say, this, this is what you do. Because people are so clueless about, about the industry. It's mm. like with people who want to act. Yeah. Like everybody wants to act. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I always tell them that, look, it's not easy. You can't just say to me, I won't fag. Mm. You know, because number one, and yeah. acting is like the hardest. Writing was easy. You know, it wasn't easy, but compared to acting, it was, it was a breeze, yeah. you know, because with, with, with acting, first of all, you have a lot of actors who are unemployed. Yeah. Actors spend more time going to auditions than actually working, mm. you know, sure. so you, you can't just say to me, it, it doesn't work like when, that. When, so Zamu's father, when exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so it, it's, I, I don't know if maybe we need to, to create more more awareness, you know, talk more about, like have more shows uh, uh, that address how you can get into the industry. Yeah. I think that's, that's something worth investing in because, you know, we, have a, we, have, we need to unearth the talent that's, mm. that's out there. Yeah, yeah, so for me, that's, that's like the saddest thing that people, people will never, there are people who will never get this opportunity yeah. because maybe they're not as go-getting as I was. Would you say that you feel like you're in flow now, in your life now? Because, I mean, 
the example that you gave just speaks to how when you approach something with a lot of aggression, you create resistance. Um, and it doesn't really, you know, what you want doesn't really manifest. But when you kind of come with it in flow, relaxed, confident and faithful that it will manifest, then it does. So you, you would agree with that? 100%. Uh, I'll make you an example. So when I, when I got into the writing thing, yeah. you know, got the job at, at Rhythm City, you know, I would, I would write, you know, decent scripts, yes. but, you know, I would get like a lot of uh, criticism from, mm. the, from the editors. Mm. And whenever I got criticism, it was so hard for me to, you know, to take it on board and, and, and then fix whatever it is that they were complaining about. So I would, I would I'd get so nervous, I'd be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, they're gonna send mm. me back to Devon and I'm gonna be a security mm. guard again, mm. you know? And uh, so, because I panicked, I would only make it worse when I tried to fix it. And then in 2014, I, I just developed an interest for tennis, mm. right? Amazing. And I started playing tennis. Mm. And as soon as I, so I, I was, I, I, most of the time I just play by myself because yeah. no one wants to teach you. Yes. And, you know, so I just play by myself against the wall. And, and I realized how good I got yeah. just playing by myself. But what was it? Did you see Wimbledon? Was it, no, was so, it the US Open? So when I started working at Rhythm City, uh, I started affording DSTV. Oh. Yes. So <laughs> the first so time all the super I watched sport the tennis channels. match. Yes. Yeah. So I watched the tennis match and I was like, it's great. But I didn't want to play. I just yes. enjoyed watching it. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. And then 2014, I said, you know, let me give it a try. I'm gonna go play. Mm. You know, it looks like fun. Mm. And then I did, and I I liked it. And then I just kept playing, and I realized how good I got mm. just playing by myself. Mm. And then I thought, you know what? Maybe I should become a professional tennis player, because uh, then in tennis, it's just you. No one is gonna criticize you. You know, no one's gonna say, I. I don't like the way you play. As long as you win, you're good. Mm -hmm. So I thought, maybe I must become a professional tennis to player. Avoid and, and to avoid criticism. Uh, and then the better I got, I was like, I can actually do it. So I don't really need the writing thing. Sure. If the writing thing doesn't work, I'll just become a professional tennis player. And once I got that in my head, yes. that now I had something to fall back on, yeah. which was tennis, uh. my writing got better. Some people will have an understanding of you um, playing Uchif Dagula on Isibaya. Yes. But the very same people who watch that, chances are, you know, have at least seen or regularly watch Uzalo. Sure. Number one show in the country. Yeah. And it's your words. It's, 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 it, uh, and, and other people. And other people, it's but you're team. the head writer. It's a, sure, of course, it's a team. But uh, so how the opportunity came by is, uh, while I was working for Rhythm City, Upa mm -hmm. Atumagwarela, uh, who's yes. uh, the um, head writer of every show in South <laughs> Africa, <laughs> uh, he, you know, he called me to, yeah. to come work with him on, 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 on The Queen. Yes. And while we were writing The Queen, he said, he was also head writer for Uzalo at the mm. time, and he said, Chris, I want you to head write Uzalo. Mm. And I said, why? I'd never thought about headwriting, ever. Mm. Not in my wildest dreams. Mm. It was just not something I was interested in. And he said, I'm, you know, it's, it's about time that, you know, we had more black headwriters, because I think he was 
one of like three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which he thought was ridiculous. Yeah. Because, you know, he's all about growth. So I said, hey, okay, uh, yeah, just come work work with you there and, mm. and, and, and yeah, we'll see about the headwriting. And uh, so I worked, I worked with him there and um, and then, you know, the, the producers liked me mm. a lot and mm. they said, actually, we do think you should, you should head right. So Patu left and uh, I, I still felt like I wasn't ready to, to, mm -hmm. to head right because I, I, I don't like to fail. I'm very scared of failure. If you're head writing the number one show in the country, like you, like you pointed out, and an you know, you, you do you do a bad job. Mm -hmm. You know, an entire mm. show goes down. You know, when the credits roll, you see how many names <laughs> go up your screen. Yeah. You're failing all of those, those people. Are the jobs. So that's yeah. a huge responsibility, and I didn't think I was ready for that at yeah. the time. So yeah. I declined, and uh, and then they hired another head writer. And when sure. she was head writing, they uh, I got the opportunity to act on 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 Inspire. on, on Inspire. Uh, and thought, but even the opportunity to act, you declined before. I had I had declined like four years four years earlier. Mm -hmm. I, I, or is it five? Because uh, I, I met Uengas in 2014, mm. and and from the first time we met, he was like, "You should be on screen. You mm. should be on screen." Mm. No. And eventually they got me because Uengas got me. So the the Isiba role got me at a time when I was like getting slightly bored with, mm. with, with writing. Mm. Just be like, I've been doing this like since 2010. Mm. I'd like to do something. Because writing is hard. Yeah, it is. Writing is hard and it, it consumes you. Yep. You know, especially like storylining for a soap because it, it there's not there's no break. Like you just keep doing the same thing over and over. Continuously move it forward. Yeah, and so when 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 he when he came to me again with with, with this role, I was like I would love to do something, you know, different. But again, I was scared to fail. So, mm. no, I don't want to do it. And he said, no, just, just try it. And mm. if you don't like it, then you, you'll stop. Mm. And then eventually I said, hey, okay, let's. And then you tried it? And so, so he said, he said because because they have they have another show is TMB. So mm. he said, uh, okay, go play this role in TMB. So it's just like a few calls, like mm. three calls max, mm. you know. And your character dies in like three episodes. Okay. If you don't like that, <laughs> and then know. I liked the idea of dying on screen. I was like, that's <laughs> so cool. And then, and then uh, I went and I did it. And first day, I was hooked. Oh my like, gosh, yeah. I wanna do more of this. Yeah. And, not, and then I was sad when my you character see? died. What do you want once you yeah. <laughs> And I was sad when my character died and then they said, okay, now will you play this one? Yeah. I was like, absolutely. And you controlled that role, hey? <laughs> you were the chief <laughs> everyone you. loved to hate. I know, I the hate hurt me a bit. Yeah, like, it was but like, I, I, but I, I understood. Would, yeah, we would watch you on screen and think. But why is he the chief? Oh, but he's so good. <laughs> oh, but he's so bad. Oh, but he doesn't yeah. deserve it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was fun, especially because the character is so is so different from yes. who I am. Mm. You know. So to me, it felt like a game, mm. really. Like I'm just going there and pretending to be somebody I'm not. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. I think if 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 the, he was a good guy, yes. I would have found that very boring. Yeah. 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 What do you really know? Is, is the one thing that, what do you really know right now in your career? What do I really know? Mm. Something uh, that you've learned along the years that has really amounted to you becoming who you are today. 
what I've, what, I've, what I've learned, I think for me, the most important thing is that you will be what you are meant to be. Amazing. Uh, I, I know that because, you know, just thinking back to where I was born mm. and how I, I came to Joburg, mm. you know, the first time when I was a kid, when yeah. I was like seven, you know, because, I mean, there was a big chance that that uh, was not going to happen, yes. but it did happen. Yes. And it led to where I, where I am now. Because, yeah, because I think if I, had, if I had, you know, grown up in, in, in where I was born, mm. you know, these opportunities would never have. If I had never seen a TV screen, mm. you know, I wouldn't. You wouldn't be sitting here. Talking yeah, ex to us. exactly. We wouldn't be watching your words on TV every <laughs> night. Yeah, hey? sure. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Um, congratulations on all the opportunities you've had. Thank you for the contribution you've made to the industry. I think a lot of the times people whose work is behind the scenes goes less noticed and less appreciated than people whose work is really front facing. So thank you very much. I think you've given a lot of people opportunities to shine. And um, I think it's your time to shine as well. It's your hour. Thank you so much. And I much. hope you'll want it now and you don't reject it. Now I want everything. Right? <laughs> right? Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much for so having me. <laughs>